Well, hey there, guys. How are we doing? How are we doing? Episode three. Um, sorry if my accent sounds a bit weird in this episode. I just got back from a Spanish lesson. Um, before the rumours are spread, I'll address them now. Yes, I've lived in Spain for eight months. And yes, that was essentially my first lesson. But you know what? <laughs> Better late than never. I've been super busy avoiding doing any lessons because honestly I was so deeply humble and honestly disgusted by the nerves I got to do this lesson I swear to god I like my inner child was yelling at just the PTSD of like whatever read Spanish orals in school and all that jazz just fucking Spanish in general like my Spanish teacher was actually Satan spawn and just the whole the whole experience before I just had that Spanish lesson. And let me say now, the Spanish lesson, the woman is absolutely adorable. Like I I could only compare her to Snow White. Like, do you know what I mean? Like not a bad bone in this woman's body. But I was absolutely shitting my pants. Like genuinely. I was like I was honestly taken aback. I know the way people are always like, Oh well, you know, my inner child is triggered by this or blah blah and it's like, No, your inner child's not triggered, you're just a fucking dick. But honestly, I fell back into just I felt like a child again. I was like, You want to cop onto yourself, Lily, because the fact that you're actually getting nervous by doing a Spanish lesson and you live in Spain is outrageous. And just for that reason, that reason only, you need to go and stop being so ridiculous. Anyway, look guys, as I say, feel the fear and do it anyway. I say doing the absolute bare minimum of taking a Spanish class after I move to said country. Anyway, eight months on. Anyway, wins are wins and everyone has their own opinion on that definition of a win, you know, and today that's mine. So we move. But guys, that is not... Oh, well, of course, a part of the theme today is talking about me as always, as I know that's why you're all here. But it's not to talk about me becoming bilingual. It is to talk about hangovers. It is to talk about a different humbling experience. Being violently hungover. Being hungover, the things that come with it, physically, mentally, just the decisions that are made when you're vulnerable and hungover, the decisions that were made the night before that you have to deal with the consequences the next day of, you know, all things to do with that. Funnily enough, I actually recorded some of this already when I was hungover because I was, I was method acting, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to really feel the experience in order to give out true content. Um, But I was so hungover that I obviously passed away into a nap after recording and then I just... I don't know, I like, you know, you just like force quit all of your apps in on your laptop and I didn't save the episode. But it's fine because it was probably just me having a mini stroke um, and being dehydrated. Just me hungover, essentially. So funnily enough, I am recording this not hungover. And like, it's so weird when I did like you don't drink and like you're fresh and whatever and you're like, I don't need alcohol to have fun. Um, alcohol is a necessity in my life and um, I eat breathe and am one with nature I simply need water and kale to survive I feed off good energy and vibes and souls of others I do not need an Aperol spritz to have a good time but then you do have an Aperol spritz in the sun and you're like oh well life's fucking boring without alcohol so there you go don't quote me to that if my mom's listening to this that was a joke but also Aperol's in the sun <laughs> Personally, I prefer that more than a kale salad and journaling, but that's just my life right now. Anyway, 
And also, to be honest, when it comes to the old Espanol, can I order a gin on the rocks with two squeezes of a lime, three ice cubes, a splash, a splash of tonic served in a chilled glass in Spanish? Yes, I can. I could say that in Spanish, but ask me the directions to the post office. Walk on, hun. Walk on, senora, because I, I probably cannot string together that sentence. But, you know, the cup is half full and hopefully that cup is filled with gin. Anywho, moving on. Hungover. Hungover is a state... Some people say, like, I feel like I do have people in my life that are like, hangover is a state of mind. It doesn't exist. Hangovers don't exist. You're being dramatic. You're not actually dying. You're just hungover. And to those people, I say, do you want a medal? Do you want a medal for the most shite spoken in one sentence? Because that's simply incorrect. Don't get me wrong, from placebo effect, I feel like when you have a horrendous hangover and then, you know, dot, 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 the next hangover comes around and it's not as bad, perhaps you, you know, take more pity on yourself just because of past PTSD. But ultimately, sometimes hangovers get the best of you. And just like, just like when you are in the ocean, don't think you're stronger than her. You're not stronger than her. Just like with hangovers, don't think that she doesn't have control over you. Respect her power. Respect the power of the hangover and maybe she'll let you off easy. I feel like there's so many aspects to just the state of being hungover. You know, you've got the whole vibe of, obviously, you know, sometimes you're just physically ill. You're just physically violently ill. You can just taste the remnants of the mix of cocktails you decided to spend 70 euro on last night and you don't see that taste going anywhere um, until your wedding day. But that happens. That's just science, I suppose. Then you've got the emotional side of it. Of course, the fear, anxiety. If that was extracted from the entire problem, you know, you'd really just be dealing with the headache. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like the anxiety, the fear is a soul ache, shall we say. And that one's more difficult to let go. You know, you can delete the messages you sent the night before. You can pretend that you didn't tell the guy you liked last night how you used to play hockey in school and how you're an athlete at heart. Or that you didn't convince yourself that the bartender was coming on to you and literally he was just asking for your card. You can do all of those things, but it hurts. You know, that stuff stings. And I've discussed the fear and stuff before. You know, we discuss it kind of towards the end of every ep. You know, it is in your mind, but also it is very real embarrassing things you did. You know what I mean? It is valid, but it's only, I think it's just valid for a portion of time, you know? And at some point you can either cry about the fact that the boy you were talking to in the smoking area didn't give a shit that you got 530 points or you can just get over it and laugh about it. Do you know, you have two options always, but sometimes you're just too vulnerable to take the high road. Sometimes you want to wallow in that very dark hole of pity. And to be honest, what better cause of pity than having to remember the violent, just those violent flashbacks of you oversharing that you can do the splits. Okay, maybe that's personal experience. I have genuinely ruptured. I don't think that's the right verb, but anyway. Or adjective? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, ruptured my hamstring in an attempt to be like, yeah, I did do gymnastics. Lee, that was a summer camp. You were seven and your mom just wanted to get you out of the house. You did not do gymnastics. Anywho, moving on. Basically, the aspect of the fear. It's valid, but fuck it. You have to just fuck it eventually for your own sanity. Otherwise, we would spend the rest of our lives thinking about the time I told the taxi man he had beautiful eyes to try to get out of the payment. 
But obviously that didn't work because my eyes were probably looking one way left and the other way to Barcelona. I was so hammered. And he was like, please get out of my taxi before you vomit. And this fare turns from 31 euro to 231 euro. Anyway, that is one thing now I will commend myself. I've never woken up being like, shit, I had to pay that taxi bill. Never vomited in a taxi. Tick. I know, mom. My sister's literally a doctor, but that is my achievement. So you have the whole aspect of being paro. You're just paro, you're anxious, blah, blah, blah. It's not ideal. And I feel like one thing that makes this so much worse, I feel like one thing that can fix or absolutely destroy your hangover is the company you're with the next day. And I don't think, I think, honestly, I would rather take a bath in Nikita vodka or the Rushkinoff cough or I would rather snort tequila up my nose when I'm hungover than be in the wrong company when I'm hungover. And I mean like when you wake up with the wrong company. Now you get your mind out of the gutter. I'm not just meaning if you wake up in bed with the wrong person or a person you're just not in the mood to entertain now that you're sobering up slash hungover. But even sometimes it's worse when you're with like, you know, you go on the night out, everyone gets drunk and then just like one of your friends has to come back for whatever reason she lost her keys she just ended up back there blah blah I don't know what's worse having the wrong male in your bed or romance in your bed or just the wrong individual and like because I feel like with romance you can kind of be like okay so that was fun but um but I've scheduled self-pity and wallowing at 1 p.m and it's coming up to that time so get the fuck out of my house Whereas with friends, it's like, hmm, this is awkward because I need to pretend that I can tolerate you today. And the patient is wearing very, very thin. Thinner than Bella Hadid's pinky. It is, it's not the vibe. It's not the vibe for me. But then, of course, there's something better when you wake up and you're not alone in the hangover. Like when you've got the gals around you and you can all just sit in just the musk of hungover you all have. It's honestly, if someone walks in, it's like being hit in the face with a brick. I'd say just the smells of hangover that are coming out of that room but it's kind of like you're just hotboxing each other with the hangover and you have the lols and you tried to make light of the tragedy that was the night before so I mean look it's a toss-up and you win some you lose some sometimes you wake up with an accidental three in sorry not three people I mean like a three out of ten in your bed excuse me what an accidental three in the bed or the annoying girl that lost her keys in the club last night that had to stay over. Sometimes that's what happens. And maybe you were a dick in a past life and karma's coming back to get you. But sometimes you wake up and you just hear the giggles outside in the living room and you're like, let's sit down and laugh about all of our fleeting sanities together. You know, it, it can be a beautiful thing. Anyway, we all know the foundation of hangovers as we've discussed we've all been there and if you haven't been there um, you should probably stop listening to this because you're boring <laughs> anyway so I'm going to talk about some of my stories um, that just come to mind and make me giggle because you know we've moved on from it um, for our own sanity and yeah some of some of the tragedies that have occurred and then also put up a question box on the Insta G, Get Involved Podcast, if you guys want to follow there. If you're not following already, you can also stop listening to this because you're boring. Anyway, so I asked some of you guys as well, some tragic tales. So we're going to get into that now. Um, and yeah, let's all just chat about it together. So we're going to play a bit of Worst Hangover Ping Pong. So I'm going to tell a story, then I'll get one of your guys' stories and we'll just go from there. So I'm going to start off, guys. Okay, 
I would flip a coin, but it's literally just me sat here in my room by myself. And so obviously I'm in Spain. Let me mention one more time. I live in Spain. Spain. Thank you. Yeah. So culture is my middle name. And I'm currently trying to apply tan, fake tan, because I'm as pale as they fucking come to be honest. And it's starting to get a little bit embarrassing because we're now into summer months and I honestly look like the duff or just the tragic friend of every single group that I stand near these days because I'm pale and they're all turning a beautiful golden brown, like the most beautiful roasty potatoes you've ever seen. And I've just put on tan and I'm just, it's sweating all off. And I'm just like, I'm going to have to rely on my personality this summer. Which don't get me wrong, I can do, but I was really hoping I'd get a break because physically the tan's not working and let's be honest um if you're tanned you're hot i don't make up the rules anyway i'm literally currently sliding off this seat but i mean we're trying our fucking best yet again anyway on to my story so i remember one time violently hung over college days second year i'm gonna say I moved out at the time uh living my life uh so we went in on saturday night and then on sunday i was going back to home sweet home to of course raid the fridge and see my family <laughs> first off of course anyway my mom was like oh I'll come collect you and I was like perfect um night out occurs um obviously an excessive amount of money and alcohol was consumed no regrets um probably because I can't remember a lot of it but woke up the next morning she was collecting me about one um it's currently 20 past 12 um I wake up I was seeing sounds and smelling colours. That's the only way I can describe how still drunk and hungover I was. Genuinely unhinged. And I was like, perfect. I And like, look, when I'm hungover, I accept the pity that is going to fall on my shoulders, okay? No one's a worse critic than myself to me. But what I absolutely do not need is my mother knowing how hungover I am because... Then it turns into not only a me problem, but now it's like my whole life is a in shambles and now my family knows. Do you know what I mean? It just becomes like public knowledge and then I have to like address the rumours to the family and be like, yes, I, I am hungover. So yes, I am going to amount to nothing. Anyway, mom's on the way and I'm like, perfect. So I'm going to have to like, do I wear sunglasses in the car? I don't know. And you know what? I'm, I was like, I can act not hungover. That's fine. But sometimes you can mentally do it for a little while and just suck it up. But physically, it was not a good day. I was quite ill. I'm actually not really... Uh, sorry, I love the way I was to be like, I'm not someone that gets that sick when they're hungover. Like, multiple of my stories involve getting sick. But anyway, I was like, no, this car journey is going to rock the boat in ways it shouldn't be rocked. You know what I mean? And anyway, get into the car, literal shades on. And my mom was first off like, literally, can you take off your shades and not sit in the back seat? I'm not your fucking chauffeur. I was like, so fair. So in the front seat, literally, I can get, I got maybe three words out um, in a 20 minute journey. And then we had to go collect my brother on the way. And I was like, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to vomit. It's happening. It's not a case of when, it's where. Um, like, do you want me to do it in your cup holder, in your hands? No, we found a Dunn's bag. Um, and it wasn't even like just like a shitty plastic bag from the supermarket like it was one of those proper reusable ones and I was like I'm so sorry the earth has to waste its resources on me but anyway started vomiting into the bag aggressively um yeah filled her up um okay I'm not gonna say filled her up sorry that's TMI but well, anyway it was a bit tragic of a shit show right then we get to the place that we're collecting my brother and of course of course I think he did this on purpose genuinely to be like yeah just really really solidifying your place in the family as the fucking mess. We were collecting him outside of church. Um, outside of church. And now, mind you, as I said, it's about like 
one school's out man mass is out mass usually starts at 12 it's gonna be over about one um so we're parked up outside this church and there's a massive massive congregation of people families children just souls full of promise you know and <laughs> so we're, we're outside the church my mom's waiting for my brother and she looks at me and she's like get that vile thing out of the car and while you're at it get the fucking bag of sick out too and i was like okay fine i'll go put the bag of sick in the bin there was like just like a normal public bin outside the church and I was like I'll just literally like wrap up this bag and just pop it in the bin you know we're gonna have to let go of the reusable bag I will invest in the next one so like at this point there's a massive group of people like passing by me and like for like sure all they know just looks like I'm putting a bag in the bin and that's fine I go to put the (laughs) shall we say the hole to put the the bag in was not that large so we had to you know shove it a little bit and um, it may be from my feeble state and the lack of energy from basically vomiting everything I've ever eaten since I was brought to this earth and um, I was like trying to shove the bag in and it opened everywhere and when I show you guys all of the vomit went basically fell out of the bag essentially onto the path genuinely splashed at three-year-old Sunday shoes and <laughs> God, like, and at this point like you know when like you do shit like that when you're hungover I actually didn't care because I was like that's I actually needed to vomit so badly that like I'm sorry like you guys are just gonna have to go on this fucking journey with me like of course I had remorse for what I'd done but like outside God's house I'll say it now I'm proud I was honestly more thinking of myself and you know the relief I'd felt from vomiting so I was like to be honest here we are this is the price I must pay you know there's no such thing as a free lunch and it was in that bag anyway um, yeah so vomit splash everywhere Gen- people genuinely ran like people like fell into the church fence because they were trying to avoid the vomit um, as if like I'd just been announced a leper essentially and fair enough I was definitely I definitely had some of those characteristics but yeah that was really vile and my mom literally looked like disgusted disgusted with the human being she'd brought to this earth and she literally took one look at me and she drove. She drove. Like, she was kind of just turning the car around. But, like, so fucking fair. She was just trying to not be associated with me. And I absolutely respect it. I, in no way, am bitter towards her for her decision. I would have done the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, there you go. So, that was me and my last Sunday Mass experience. Okay, I'm kind of weak. This episode's already kind of long. But, um... I'm I'm buzzing by the amount of response that we have here and we're going to try to share as much as we can. This is the perfect transition from all things holy, shall we say. And um, we've got one here. So question was, worst hangover ever? Anecdote, a summary, whatever comes to your mind, share. So we've got here, got so drunk I turned straight. <laughs> Kissed a girl all night, next morning ultimate fear. It's like the devil reincarnated, took over your body and was like, let's try it one more time. And it's like, nope, nope, this is not the life for me. You know what? You don't know until you try. You don't know until you're 64 baby Guinnesses and Zambuca's in and you try again. And that was God's plan for you. Sexuality is a spectrum. And sometimes that spectrum is heavily influenced by expressing martinis. So what are we to do? Okay, so quick one for me again. I remember one time I was so hungover. Actually, this is kind of similar to the other one, but it's kind of fucking gas. Um, going, went out night before, then was going back to the home, like where the family was. It was around Christmas time. Me and my sister about went out the night before. I was violently struggling. Um, she was really pulling it through for the group and was driving us back. As I was saying, I was 
hearing shapes and smelling vibrations I like was unhinged at the time and I remember we were going down the M50 down the main road and I was like need to vomit I was like need to vomit it's absolutely fucking occurring and my sister was like you can't here you can't I, I was like I don't care where we are just literally pull over right now literally fast and furious 12 she scurs in there and vomit I just I opened the gate to heaven the passenger seat door just vomited had to be done I look up and there it was it was outside a mental hospital it was outside a mental hospital and genuinely there was a woman coming down for her daily walk obviously in the fresh air and I'm like I'm so sorry that my pungent smell of a mix of garlic chips and gin and tonics is going to hit you like a brick in a moment and yeah I just really hope God forgives me for that one but then again table for one in hell Okay, back onto you guys. Um, I'm actually going to do like two or three of yours and then one of mine because I want to try say all of them. Um, okay, so we've got one here. Got sick during a date I had last week because I was so violently hungover. Fair. I mean, at least he knows what he's getting himself into, you know? So my friend was driving us to the date and we were stuck in traffic, <laughs> but I needed to get sick. But the traffic was so bad, he had to start driving while I was getting sick out the door. So he held my jumper as I hung out the side door open, violently getting sick. Sorry, the devil works hard, but your man holding the jumper works harder. That definitely needs to be a stunt in like Fast and Furious 13, no? That is fucking iconic. Like, what are friends for, to be fair? You know what? I feel like being hungover on a date actually might be kind of move. Because I feel like when you're hungover, you're like, I actually just don't really give a fuck about anything except not feeling like this. So like, and you know, obviously it's a bit of nerves at first date. Like, you kind of just be like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just, I'm here, I'm present and I'm who I am. And you're lucky that there's still a pulse going through these veins, you know? But absolute 10 out of 10. I hope there is some sort of bouquet, a card, um, a muffin perhaps, a muffin basket perhaps on the way to your friend that kept you from tucking and rolling onto the road and joking on your own vomit. 10 out of 10. Snaps for you, girl. Snaps for you. Okay, um, just read another one. Well, actually, it was a voice message. Um, and they want to remain anonymous, obviously, as everyone is. Uh, but I don't really know how to disguise voices on this. So let me be your voice. Let me be your voice. So they're working in Brown Thomas, New Year's Day. Um, nothing better to start off a New Year's than realising you were the same twash you were the year before and are violently hung over at work. <laughs> a woman had purchased, as you do, um, Brown Thomas is obviously just full of overpriced things that only the elite need. A woman bought a 250 quid dress and on the way to the cashier, you know, to check her out, she was walking over, dropped the dress, <laughs> vomited on it, vomited also on the register, just looked at the woman dead in the eyes that she had just violated her dress and her personal space and just ran to the bathroom and continued to vomit her life away. And shockingly enough, one week later, she the contract had been ended. I'm just so obsessed with the fact that the vomit on the dress. Like, I feel like if I was the customer, I would have been like, girl, if you didn't like the fucking pattern, just use your words. Do you know what I mean? Like, fine, I won't buy it. Do you know what? She actually could have left there being like, Jesus, like customer service, 10 out of 10. Because you were so committed to convincing me that that doesn't work in my eye colour. You literally ruined the dress in the process. So, snaps for you, queen. And also, like, New Year's Day hangovers hit so much worse. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not into New Year's resolutions. I think they're just fucking retarded and it's basically just another day in the calendar. But... 
everyone's out there with this energy that it's like yeah this is the year I become president and it's just like shut the fuck up I'm hungover let's get through today okay one for me this isn't really like a tragic thing I did like it probably is for like my general digestive system but like I sometimes when I'm hungover I think well we all fucking do let's be honest it's almost like cravings like pregnancy cravings it's like my hungover craving today is pickles and peanut butter like you just don't know or it could be cotton candy and kale I don't know I don't judge um my dear friends will know that I do have a deep obsession with baby bells um I think they're actually made of 98% plastic and 2% tar because they're just so processed and definitely just aren't supposed to be consumed um by humans but anyway I had the most outrageous craving for baby bells so I went to the shop proceeded to buy two bags of baby bells and now keep in mind there's what seven seven in each one so 14 baby bells and then I was like yeah really want like some like chorizo with it um so bought like packs of chorizo um obviously still hammered at this time um the woman at the checkout was like genuinely like I'd say she wished that she had a panic button under the fucking table to be like there's a sociopath amongst us and she needs to be detained and tested anyway went back to the gaff you know I was just in my own world like there like the concept of time didn't exist it was just like how many baby bells can I fit into my mouth at one time ate all of the baby bells and the truth out like all of it the way I felt that day can only be described as if I ate like wet cement and then it started to harden in my stomach that is the only way I could I could put it at this time and the best thing was about like I absolutely finished it all finished it all and she came back up in interesting ways throughout the day um, she definitely didn't sit tight. <laughs> she was, she came back kicking. But um, then that night, a rendezvous, shall we say, uh, the sky I was seeing came over and it was just like so violently awkward because like I was kind of grand at that point. Because uh, you know the way sometimes the hangover can last for days or sometimes it's just like really horrendous for like a few hours. Anyway, I came over and like, I like me there, you know, trying to just be like super cash, sexy vibes. And he just like, we're just sitting there, he looks at my bin and like there's just like three packets of treats out and just a memorabilia to baby bells like genuinely and he was just like what the fuck is in your bin like like why is a cartucci board <laughs> sorry is if you put fucking baby bells on a cartucci board that's like literally the wish version that's not how you say it why did you say it cartucci board i don't know the chichichi boards um that everyone makes um he was like why is baby bell going out of business and the reason is your fucking bin right now and like after that point i was like you can leave now like whatever about chain meeting on your hangover if you address it with me ick ultimate ick don't address obvious things that is wrong with me in front of me say it behind my back like a normal fucking person okay don't want to make this too violently long so I'm going to try fire through a few of yours but I'm having a great time but I don't know about you guys and um, this is really making me giggle on a Thursday okay so okay here we have one woke up in the family home of a guy I worked with on Christmas Eve Christmas parties They'll either make or break you and usually it's the latter, let's be honest. Anyway, what is it? Why is it work parties? I think it's because you just go so aggressively from professional to a uh, hoe, essentially. But anyway, he is, okay, he has really young siblings, so woke up to the sound of children screaming Santa is coming tonight. No, there's, um, there's a different kind of ho, ho, ho. But an absolute queen nonetheless. Okay, my friends came to collect me, loyal, and found a nail place open on Christmas Eve because they said I was too drunk to go home. <laughs> sorry um that's actually goals I feel like I would be left in the car with like a window cracked open and like a Lucas 8 until you know my eyes starts focusing again in a normal manner like the imagine being like hey babe you're too hungover let's go get manicures kind of obsessed with that anyway okay um because I said I was too drunk to go home then I got home and had to have dinner at my cousins who were 
over from the States, perfect. While I let my morning after pill touch. <laughs> I'll have the turkey, the roast potatoes, carrots, and no chance of a fetus. Thank you kindly, mom. Like, why do I actually, like, I do see myself in that position. Like, it's not that hard to imagine. But I feel like if I was like, look, when the family comes from the States, you know, you have to put your best face on. Do you know, this is the finale. They've come for the final show. Like, you need to be on your top fucking performance level. Like, on the ball, witty, very helpful, a great listener to all the shit they're about to talk. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like my vibe would be like, as they speak to me about, you know, how long it's been since they see me and how tall I am and show me photos of the family dog. I would just be thinking in my mind being like, I can't believe that six hours ago I was sitting in a nail salon, like literally, can I get a glass of water for the morning after pill? Thank you kindly, Denise. Iconic. Snaps for you, my girl. Snaps for you. So we have here, first of all, I thought this said initially, oh my God, can I speak? Am I hungover? I thought it originally said um, I was too hungover to walk up the hill, but it said hall. But like, honestly, hill fair. Like, honestly, when I look at a hill, when I'm hungover, I genuinely, I bark at it. I start growling at it until it gets off its fucking high horse and flattens the fuck down. Relax, take a fucking knee. Not necessary today. Anyway, it didn't say that. Anyway, in a summary, essentially couldn't walk up the hall of her apartment, God bless her soul, and had to get a very kind and loyal friend. Is, do you know what? One recurring theme of a lot of these stories is the loyal friends around us. And if that's not a beautiful lesson from all of this, I don't know what is. Had to bring the breeder to her. BYOB, bring your own burrito to the room, please. And she was so weak and feeble as you would be immediately puked to be expected, but God loves a trier. See, that's the killer. As she says here, no food for substance. I couldn't hold my balance or stand up straight. That's the issue. It's like body of Christ. I'm trying to give you energy and food. Stop rejecting it. You you know, like, you know what this is. I know we've been consuming Aperol spritz like I'm on a liquid cleanse for the past 12 hours. But like, Jesus Christ, you know what water looks like. You know what bread looks like, so accept it, accept it. Anyway, what I thoroughly enjoy is the is the conclusion at the end. My centre of gravity returned three to five business days later. That's genuinely so fair. You're not with it. You're you, like, the centre of gravity is not balanced. It's not with us. It's not alive. It's kind of just like those days don't count. They don't because personally, my feet nor my mental state was grounded at all. God bless you. Also, my toxic trait is still drinking as if, like, now, mind you, I'm fucking 23, so the reason I feel old drinking is 100% an issue. But my toxic trait is drinking like I am, I am young, I am youth, I am a fountain of youth. But when I was more of a fountain of youth and then expecting not to be out of service for three to five business days after, do you know what I mean? Anyway, we all got toxic traits and that's just mine. Okay, so the last section of hangovers now is going to be hungover abroad, hungover traveling. And this is not just me in the first world having a problem. It is the worst. It is the physical worst. Like, like sweet Jesus Christ divine, give me a hangover. Fine. Give me a hangover and a flight to catch. You're taking the piss. I would like to speak to the manager. This is a fucking outrage. As one of the responses here, it's never not the worst hangover of my life when I have to get on a flight and get home. That's it. Like, call the first world problems. Because I'm in the first world and I have a problem. I have to get back from my orchid to Dublin right now and I can't even put on my shoes. I remember when I was this 
on ski trip and on the bus back to the airport. Most violent journey I've ever gone to in my life. Um, honestly, if, if I did Camino de Santiago, um, that would be a light stroll in the park compared to the deep pain. Emotional, physical, soul weathering, everything that went on that day. But I had to vomit in... I I filled a family bag of crisps with my vomit Um, and did I leave it on the bus? Did I leave it on the bus or not? I actually amn't ready to admit what I've done because I still have not gone to church since. So I'd rather discuss it with God, see what karma is coming my way, and then make that public knowledge. And then I will address those rumors. But right now I'm not doing that. But you know, we're not the only one who vomits on transport. We've got one here. Threw up on a train and everyone moved around me, which is so fair, but like help a girl out. Now Everyone also scattered away from me when I was vomiting on the bus. Fair enough, like, I basically mirrored a leper at that time. I would have probably done the same, girl. I'm sorry, I want to be in your corner here, but, like, we are the bane of society at that time. Do you know, like, we are the runts of the litter at that time, and we are going to be abandoned. But sometimes, sometimes life clips your wings and just means you got to go independent for a while. Even if it means you fall flat on your face when those wings are clipped, babe, at least you did it independently. Do you know what I mean? And you'll be stronger for it. So God bless you. But also if I had, and I'm saying this, I've been there, but if I saw someone do that, I would, first of all, bless them and say a little, uh, light a candle, place it by you, preferably scented to get rid of the musk of vomit that's going to infiltrate the carriage soon and I would call the police um, and report a robbery of my personal fucking space. We've got a little entry here. So to set the scene, Erasmus vibes, okay? First week of Erasmus, you're abroad. Obviously don't have the grasp of the fucking city. This poor individual, what? What they went through. Let's, let's, let's go through the story. Okay, so they woke up in their friend's house, not in their own gaff. First weekend of Erasmus. That happens, that's fine. But then it proceeds, got pickpocketed. No phone, no keys, nothing. So essentially all you have is the clothes on your back. And your sanity is also out the fucking window. Doesn't know the way around the city, has to go try find a police station to report it. So has to bring a map around. Sorry, whatever about being hung over. Having to be hung over in the nomad ages. Tragic. Tragique. No, thank you, sir. I can't even decide what I want on the menu when I'm hung over. I absolutely will not be able to follow a map. Ends up in police station finally. Had to be there for six hours. Well, I hope they didn't take you into custody. It's not specified whether that is because it took so long to process the robbery. Um, or they were just like, you're in bits and you are a danger to society. So we must also keep you. But I mean, it's nice for you. You got through it in the end. If I was trapped on a desert island and I need someone to read a map, I would totally choose you. So see you there. Sorry, I'm just actually seeing this one. Sorry, no, this episode's very long. We're, we're wrapping it up now, ladies. We are wrapping it up. I missed this one. Okay, so my best friend once took a load of English boys to the, to the Titanic Museum in Belfast and boked on every level and by the time she got to the top they were expecting her I genuinely thought this said boned as in <laughs> they got the letter wrong um, as in <laughs> talk a load of English boys Titanic Museum and boned on every level <laughs> I was like that is one hangover cure I've yet to try Jack and Rose are quaking in their boots romance is not dead on the Titanic but boked is actually slang for vomited um, wow, I am learning so much with this pod. Thank you so much. Um, also iconic, because I was like, that is a bit chaotic that people were expecting her on the next floor. Like, surely she got charged an hourly rate for the service. But now it's even better because she was vomited on every floor. And when she got to the next one, the staff was expecting her. I don't know whether they're expecting her being like, hey, queen, 
welcome to level six of your hungover ass or whether they were like please leave the premises um either or very fair and would have to be accepted to be fair now one thing we didn't touch on is drunk texts um which is a big part of just like an extra hammer to the face you could only describe it as when you wake up the next morning and realize the messages you have to respond to but we're going to be here till next tuesday ladies and i know we all have got lives to live out there including myself so you know what theme for another app you know, we're, we're all not going anywhere. The hangovers haven't taken us out yet. So we will live to see another day and we will, we will get onto that topic properly because, you know, it's very important in today's society. So it should be discussed with respect. So guys, I think as a whole summary, first of all, thank you everyone who sent on your stories of hungover anecdotes, summaries, all that jazz. Very appreciated. I love that we're all just here having the shits and giggles and um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed So sending love to you all. But I think one thing we can all learn is, you know what? We all do it. So if we all do it, it's normal and it's okay. I'm not talking about crack cocaine. I'm talking about being hungover. And all the aftermaths that come with being hungover, they're valid. They're valid and they're felt within your soul. But my advice to you is eventually give yourself 24 to 48 hours whether it's to do with the fear you've got or just the remnants of alcohol in your body. Get that out of your system in 48 hours, babe, and just fuck it for your sanity and move on with your life. Because realistically, you're going to be going again in four days. So that was not the finale. You're only on act four, you know? And as always, any shitstorm is helped with a helping hand. So make sure, if possible, you choose the best people to be surrounded with when you're hungover. Sometimes it's not within your choice and I respect that. But if you can do anything about it, do it. Because if you're having the shits and giggles in that hungover circle the next morning, everything just seems a little bit fucking lighter, you know? As they say, a hangover shared is a hangover halved and a shitstorm shared is a shitstorm halved. So keep having a good time and keep good company and you'll be all right out there. Alrighty, guys, that is the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys had a giggle on whatever journey you're on at the moment. Commuting, sitting in the bath self-wallowing, on the walk of shame home somewhere. Anyway, I hope it brought you some serotonin. I'm Lily. This is the Get Involved podcast. I will see you guys next time. Ciao, mi amores. Stay stunning.